It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baseball is back, and the Reds are poised for one of the best seasons in franchise history. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. We don't want to just win, we want to dominate. And here we go. Uh, oh my, I felt really good about that open a couple of days ago. I mean, wow, great expectations, right? Expectations in Cincinnati sports, high expectations, that is, just does not, they don't seem to mix. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening today. On today's show, uh, we're going to talk a lot about this weekend and preview a little bit of the Cubs series coming up, at least game one, and, and big news as well on the front that happened even right before the Sunday game got underway. We'll break all of that down here in just a minute. Make sure that you're subscribed and all of that stuff. I got to get to this. Look, here's the deal. The way the Reds played opening day had every single Reds fan feeling fantastic. The starting pitching was awesome. The bullpen was awesome. The bats were awesome. Everything was awesome. Total and Complete domination of the Tigers. The following two days were absolutely the opposite. Now, starting pitching, don't get me wrong, that didn't change. They set a record for the most strikeouts in a three-game series for the franchise. They went nuts. When it comes to Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, and Trevor Bauer, they are exactly as advertised. They pitched absolutely flawless. I mean, except for, you know, a couple of home runs here or there. Each starting pitcher gave up one earned run. That's it. One run was on the board when all three starting pitchers left the game. And in fact, and in the case of Luis Castillo and Trevor Bauer, when they left the game, if there were people at the game, they would have gotten free pizza. That's how good they were pitching. Absolutely phenomenal work by the starting pitchers. Systemic failure across the board otherwise. The lineup is, it looks like I'm watching 2019 again. They get runners on, but they can't do anything with them. The ninth inning, you had runners on first and sec, or first and third with one out, and Joey Votto at the plate, double play, ends the game. 
the fifth inning. Two outs, yeah, two outs, but bases loaded. Nick Castellanos at the plate, big signing, ready to go, ready to be a big bopper in the middle of that lineup. Strikes out on three breaking balls, all three of them outside and off of the plate. Would have been balls, not strikes. The the bullpen, while it definitely can be blamed for Saturday's loss, it's hard to put all of the blame on it for Sunday's loss. I mean, Michael Lorenzen does give up the two-run home run that gives the Tigers the lead to C.J. Crone. But before then, the Reds had so many opportunities to get a lead and to make that lead pretty sizable. And they don't do anything with it. They end up scoring one run in the bottom of the ninth to tease everybody and make it feel as if they're coming back. And then, boom, the door shuts abruptly on a lineup that has struck out so many times. And I praise them after opening day for getting more hits than strikeouts. That completely flipped over the last two days. Completely. And now I get it. There is some news that kind of affects the lineup, affects it in a big way. But all in all, the, the people who were healthy, the people that were still in that lineup did not produce. I, I do want to sit here and say that Eugenio Suarez is going to figure it out. I believe he's going to figure it out. He's 0 for 11 right now. I believe Nick Castellanos is going to figure it out. He's got a couple of hits, but he's, he's really up there just free swinging, man. No patience whatsoever with him. And it's funny because I, I think uh, Tom Brenneman actually praised him for that on Saturday. I don't praise that in a, in a hitter. I want them to be patient. I want them to wait for their pitch, get their pitch, and swing at that. Don't swing, swing at every other pitch that comes to the plate. This lineup really missed Mike Moustakis on Sunday. And that's part of the big news. Mike Moustakis scratched before Sunday's game, placed on the injured list that they created for COVID reasons. There was no news relating his status with COVID-19 or anything of that nature. Whenever he returned to summer camp for the Reds, it was reported that during the summer, I believe it was in April, he tested positive for COVID-19, went through it, had very mild, if any, symptoms at all. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, I'm praying that he is fine and okay and completely healthy and that this was just a scare and he's going to be back in a couple of days. I hope he does not have to go through that again. Nick Senzel as well scratched. Now, he wasn't in the original iteration of the Sunday lineup after Moustakas was taken out. He was then put in that second iteration of the lineup, and then he was scratched. Now, there is no information on that. He was not put on any sort of injured list. He was There was no reports as to why. He was just scratched from the lineup. And of course, Matt Davidson also testing positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. Things aren't looking so good off the field. Things didn't look good on the field either. Now look, they, uh, there was probably something to do with that. I mean, if I were a teammate of Mike Moustakis, Matt Davidson, and Nick Senzel, I, I would be concerned as well. It, it would be very hard for me to concentrate on the job at hand. That being said, it looked like there were some players that really were able to concentrate. And it looked like there were some players that just were in their own heads. And there were also some moves. Some moves made by manager David Bell that made no sense. Is Shogo just unable to hit against left-handed pitchers? Is that just not a thing? There, I, I cannot find split baseball data about how he hit in Japan against lefty versus righty pitchers and things like that. 
maybe I'm just not looking in the right place. That's that's highly possible. But at the same token, is that just not a thing? I get it. He's trying to play the matchups. But Shogo, from all accounts, is one of the most fundamentally sound baseball players on this roster. Does that not then lend you to believe that he could hit against either-handed pitcher? Why does he have to be taken out at every iterance of a left-handed thrower on the mound? Gregory Soto comes into the game for the Tigers, which kudos to him. That dude pitched absolutely phenomenal. The eighth inning, or no, the seventh inning, not the eighth inning. The seventh inning, he owned Kurt Casale, Jesse Winker, and Joey Votto. Joey Votto struck out on three pitches that he did not swing at any of. Kudos to the Tigers, man. Come into this opening series thinking that the Reds are just going to roll, getting out of here with at least two wins. <laughs> the exact opposite happened. We will see how the Reds respond. I, I'm going to break down the game here a little bit more succinctly, but I just had some thoughts. Had to had to work through that. Had had to think about that, you know. And like I mentioned, we uh, concerns and prayers and thoughts, good thoughts out to Mike Masakis and Nixon Zell and Matt Davidson. That had to weigh heavy on the team on Saturday and Sunday. But the results of the games just. Man, you come into this season with great expectations, and that's what you get. Let me tell you what. The Reds have the Cubs coming to town for the next four days. There's not a whole lot of games in there that they can afford to lose. They'll probably go 2-2, two and two, I, I would imagine. Hopefully they go 2-2. Two and two. We're going to see Wade Miley on Monday. We'll see Tyler Malley on Tuesday. And then we'll go back to the top of the rotation and see Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo finish out the series. So that's going to be nice to see. But the bats got to pick it up. The bats got to wake up. They cannot just do this whole let's score a whole bunch in one game and then forget about the rest of the series sort of thing. That's not going to happen. You got to be consistent. You cannot disappear for long periods of a time. Otherwise, we're going to have a result very similar to 2019. And I don't want 2019. I want a playoff team. I want these high expectations to be worth it. And look, with eight teams making it in the National League playoffs, yeah, sure, it seems almost like a foregone conclusion that the Reds will make the playoffs with this talented of a roster. They're going to have to make some tweaks, find the guys that they can count on and really put them in situations where they can get the team to win. We're going to break down some stats, look at three stars of the weekend, look at the pivotal play from Sunday's game, and preview the Cubs series here in just a minute. But speaking of tweaking and and making things better, do you need to do some work on your car? Check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got reliably low prices on those parts as well. You go to their website, rockauto.com. On the left side, they've got a list of all the different car companies. You find your make, your model, your year, all of the different specs and all that different things. And they will have a drop-down list of the available parts for your car. If you don't know exactly what the name of the part is, that'll help you out with that drop-down list. Or if you're more of a seasoned mechanic and you know exactly what you need, they've got them all by brand. They've got the specialty parts that you need all at rockauto.com and reliably low prices as well. If you go to rockauto.com in the checkout section where it says, how did you hear about us? Type in Locked On MLB to let them know that Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Check out rockauto.com for your next car project 
And in the checkout section in the How Did You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On MLB. RockAuto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. And as much as I'm frustrated, as much as I'm venting, as much as I hate the fact that the Reds are now 1-2 and two to start the year, just need to relax. And look, no matter if you're Joey Votto, who just grounded into a double play to end the game on Sunday, or if you're a stay-at-home parent, or if you sit in an uncomfortable office chair for eight hours a day, we all need support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. They've got CBD Freeze with Menthol. It's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. They've also got CBD Recover, which combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need when it matters most. And to make it easy, Anya, to try out these amazing duo of products, check out cbdmd.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. That'll give you 25% off your next order order. That's the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B at CBMD.com. That's the promo code locked on MLB at CBDMD.com. The Reds three stars. Number one, Trevor Bauer owned the weekend. Six and a third with only two hits allowed. He did allow a home run on one of those hits. One walk and 13 strikeouts. Number two, Luis Castillo was right next to him on Saturday. He pitched six innings of his own with 11 strikeouts and one earned. Number three. Going with Kurt Casale on this one. He played three straight games without being subbed out. He had a home run on Saturday, three walks, and nobody is framing his pitchers better than Kurt Casale. I'm telling you what, it's got to be impossible to have a consistent strike zone and be an umpire right behind Kurt Casale. If you watch him catch... With every pitch that is thrown, even if the pitch is like right in the middle of the strike zone, he still moves his glove to frame it to a certain spot. I mean, he's phenomenal at that framing deal. And yeah, I know if you look at his at-bats real quick, he's only had two hits a night at-bats, one of them being a home run, but he's had really good at-bats. Three walks, like I mentioned, more than the two strikeouts that he has. I think we're going to see a pretty good year from Kirk Casale. Speaking of catchers, shout out to Tucker Barnhart on his on the birth of his second child, Benson Barnhart. Good old Benny Barnhart coming in. Looks like a future catcher in the making. Congrats to Tucker. And real quick, let, let's get to this because this is the pivotal play of the game. And actually, I'm going to pick just on Sunday's game here with this. And I'm even going to pick this from the Reds' perspective on a play that I think could have completely changed the game and didn't, and therefore was a pivotal play for the Tigers. The pivotal play of the game. And if you throw a breaking ball, you almost have to get it off the plate a few inches. You can run one up and in. Strikeout number eight, the biggest of the afternoon for Turnbull. The Reds leave the bases loaded. That was an unbelievably important part of the game for the Reds, and because they couldn't come through, because Castellanos struck out on three straight breaking balls away from the plate, 
that was a turning point for the Tigers because at that time it was still one-to-one. At that time, if the Reds get a hit there, if Castellanos gets a single, heck, if Castellanos just gets hit by a pitch like he did on opening day and gets an RBI, then they take the momentum. They take the lead. Trevor Bauer can then continue pitching the way that he has. I mean, he did not – it didn't look as if he was struggling through the innings that he had. Trust me, he was pitching a complete and total gem. But at the same token, they would not have had to have a bullpen come in and just be so tight on their pitches. Michael Lorenzen looked like he was trying to throw 100 million miles an hour, but he didn't look like he cared where the fastball went. I mean, I'm sure he cared where it went, but he couldn't control it. He was hitting 101, 199 on the radar gun, but they were all over the place. There was some up and away. There was some up and in. There was some down and near the plate. And the one that C.J. Crone hit was right down the middle. That's not where you put your fastball if you can control it. And I don't think Michael Lorenzen can control this harder fastball that he has been working on. So now the Reds come into this series with the Cubs. Four games. And on Monday, we'll see Wade Miley, his debut as a Cincinnati Red after being signed in the offseason. We've talked a lot about his year last year. Before the month of September, he was absolutely electric. September kind of brought his numbers down just a smidge. He'll be opposite of the Cubs' John Lester. Lester... He's getting up there, but dude can still pitch. Going to be interesting to see how the Reds run out their lineup against yet another lefty. As, you know, on opening day, they had Phil Irvin leading off. No Shogo. I wonder, I I would love to see Shogo get to bat against a left-handed pitcher. I, I think he can. I think he's got that ability. It just doesn't seem like the Reds trust him to do that. As of yet, and especially now with Senzel and Mike Moustakis not going to be in the lineup, most like, more than likely anyway, at this point, may not be in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, you, you can't go in with one of your best outfielders on the bench simply because you think that there's a better matchup with Phil Irvin or something like that. So I, I really hope they start Shogo against. John Lester, plus Shogo with a stolen base yesterday. He had a great single, a single that I think we're going to see a lot from him, where he goes the other way, pokes it into left field, where the fielders aren't, then he's on first, and then the next pitch he's on second because he's still second. It was it was a phenomenal thing. Now, when we look at that pitching matchup, John Lester comes in. His 2019 was not very Lesterian, if that's a adjective. I'm not really sure. In 171 and two-thirds innings pitch, he had a 4.46 ERA, 165 strikeouts for the now 36-year-old John Lester. Wade Miley, on the other hand, like we kind of mentioned, September sort of brought his stats back down to earth, but overall, 3.98 ERA and 167 and a third innings pitched, 140 strikeouts for the 33-year-old. It'll be interesting to see how this game goes because the Reds need this series. The Reds need to win this series. It just all depends on how this lineup is going to play. And despite all of the movements that they've done in the offseason to bring in some new life, the second and third games of the year looked very much like the Reds. 
of 2019. We will see. Let's see if Joey Votto can continue his hot start. I thought about him. He's an honorable mention for star number three. I just I was really impressed with Kirk Casale over the weekend, so I gave him the third star spot. But Joey Votto has looked pretty impressive as well. He's got two home runs now on the year. Definitely on pace for a lot more. I'm sure he's not going to end the year with, you know, whatever, 30 home runs or whatever the pace is that he's currently on. But at the same token, it's nice to see that power. He's looked pretty good. We'll see if he can continue it against the Cubs. Four up against the division rival Cubbies and the Reds and the Cubs are going to be right on the same plane as far as how everyone sees the Central this year. So these are the kind of games that the Reds really, really need to win. (sighs) Expectations. Anyway, that'll do it for us here today on the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Also, make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening to. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to get your reactions in as well. 513-549-0159 on the Locked On Reds line. That'll do it, though, for us here today. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.